Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view. One you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, and uh, you're going to be surprised, going to be very, very surprised that I still haven't got everything hung in my office yet and there's still that echo. You guys may not be able to hear it I'm on the podcast, but I definitely hear it when I'm talking in here. So a lot of stuff happening today. So uh, the WND reports uh, from, um, let's see, testing the faith. So faith healer profiled by Oprah, CNN gets 99 years for raping women and children. Any surprise there? <laughs> no, no, not me either. Uh, what else do we have going on today? Now here is in um, Bing, if you go to MSN, uh, if you have that, like I said, your Microsoft front page, uh, I just kind of like to peruse on there to see what's what's going on, you know, on the other side. <laughs> so it's the AP, the Associated Press, says more states expect schools to keep trans girls, which means men pretending to be girls, off girls teams as K-12 through classes resume. This story is by John Hanna, Associated Press. Uh, it was posted 11 uh, 11 hours ago. So now it's 12 hours ago. So boom, out of Topeka, Kansas, we'll talk about that. And the truth of the Bible on trial in Finland. Could a conviction hold grave ramifications for European Christians? We'll talk about that. David Furiazzo, HarbingersDaily.com. So those are the three articles that we will be discussing today on today's podcast. So one thing we wanted to jump into today is we're going to read a couple of paragraphs, okay, out of Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to continue along with that. By grace through faith, chapter 2. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by God grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus for by grace you have been saved through faith in that not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest anyone should boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them folks what a wonderful word from the Lord today what a wonderful word of the Lord today we're going to continue just verses 11 through 13 here it says brought near by his blood so therefore remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise having no hope without God in the world but now in Christ Jesus you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ and so what a wonderful word from the Lord and then 
tomorrow or on the next podcast we will talk about christ our peace this is all in ephesians folks we are going to be reading through the book of ephesians on this podcast and so we want to give glory to god and so let's jump into some articles shall we Oh, I don't know. Let's go to the Associated Press. So Topeka, Kansas, as children across the U.S. head back to classes and practices for fall sports, four more states are expecting their K-12 schools to keep transgender girls off their teens, which means these are boys pretending to be girls. Mm. So Kansas, North Dakota, and Wyoming had new laws in place restricting transgender athletes before classes resumed. Then a Missouri law takes effect at the end of this month, bringing the number of states with restrictions to 23. North Carolina could enact a ban later this month, and Ohio could follow in the fall. A few schools, including ones in Arizona, West Virginia, are on hold because of federal lawsuits. This year's new restrictions are part of a larger wave of legislation across the U.S. against transgender rights. Republican legislators in some states have banned gender-affirming care for minors, restricted transgenders, people's use of school and public restrooms, limited what public schools can teach about gender and sexuality, and barred schools from requiring the use of transgender students' preferred pronouns. Folks, did you ever think we would be talking about this in actual news article? No, this is demonic, satanic. It's just Satan's attempt to um, come back and disrupt and cause chaos and go against God's word. And boom, you see it happening everywhere. But there are some folks that see it and they're like, hey, man, this is crazy, right? We see that it's crazy. These folks don't because they're lost. And what do we just read in Ephesians? They walk according to their own lust, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And uh, we're by nature children of wrath. I mean, they're children of the devil. If you, if you don't have Christ as your savior, guess what? Satan is your daddy. Okay. Just telling you, you can't have one or the other. You have, if you don't have Christ, then you have Satan. Okay. So when we cry out, Abba father, which means daddy, God, isn't that so precious? I just love that. Anyway, had to get in some word there because this article is, uh, tell you what, this just makes me want to puke. So anyway, we're going to keep on rolling here. So the sports laws have been imposed since 2020, and most are aimed at transgender girls, men. Hello, it's men. It's boys. It's boys, folks. Anyway, a majority cover less formal intra, intramural contests organized within a single school student body, as well as contests among different schools. And some restrict transgender boys as well. Almost all say other students and their parents can sue schools that don't enforce the restrictions. Lawmakers expect a child's earliest birth certificate to determine which sports teams they can join. Principals and coaches are expected to be the enforcers. Those are uncomfortable conversations, said Gene Woodbury, interim executive director of the Alphabet Soup Rights Plus Equality Arizona. Everyone is going through that process, unquote. She added, for trans kids, it's never been a walk in the park but now they have this law to contend with on top of everything else you mean of all the ideology and all this perversion that you were forcing down their throats and telling them oh timmy you can be tommy and jane you can be jim don't you want to be jim jane come on now yeah i'm sorry folks but maybe one maybe 0.01 percent of people actually believe that they're trapped in the wrong body you know whatever this is demonic if there's a spike in this is it's 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 like birth pains, like the Bible said. Jesus said these things will increase, like tachyon, to use my Honda as an example. You know, that little tachometer that you hit that gas. Whoo, boy, just revs those little, yeah, revolutions per minute. So anyway, Christ said that too. Tachos, tachos is the word that he reviews. So it's going to happen quickly, very quickly. 
And it's going to be like birth pains. And these are going to intensify and intensify and intensify until Christ comes and yanks us out of here for his wrath. We are not meant for his wrath. We read that earlier. So, you know, the Bible says we're not meant for his wrath. It was on yesterday's podcast. Um, anyway, and so we need, or day before yesterday, and so we really need to focus on the Lord. We need to be focused on him because these things are happening. So you see, demonic activity is increasing. Everything is increasing. You see, the uh, the perverseness of our society, the immorality of our society, everything is increasing exponentially, kind of like Daniel said, would happen in the end times. These things are happening so fast like you look at this like a few years ago like we talked about trans kids now it's like oh my gosh i'm trans everybody's trans you're trans they're trans everybody you know whatever it's like the cool thing it's the popular thing these these children don't actually believe this but of course on the few that do that they force this ideology on them and they tell them kids are very very amiable their minds are very susceptible and if you don't teach them about Christ from an early age, believe ye me, the Bible will teach them about Satan and tell them that, oh, Satan's a good guy. Satan just wants you to have fun. Oh, God, he's so restrictive. And he's like, you know, God is the one that loves us. You know, as a parent, you know, my parents are the same way. I'm sure y'all guys have parents too. You know, they didn't just let you walk out into traffic. Okay, Heather, go have fun, play in the street. No, you got a spanking if you got close to the road because you're not supposed to do that. You know, this could hurt you. This is why you're getting a spanking because this can hurt you. You don't want, you know what I mean? So God loves us so much that he does chastise. If you're not being chastised by the Lord, are you really a son or daughter of God? Hello, just throwing that out there. Don't know where they came from, but hey, you know. Uh, but, you know, think about it. These people don't just go on little Timmy. So do they, do they really care about these kids? No, they don't care about these kids. The mutilation that these children are going through that are irreversible. Think about that. Mm. Mm. And if you think these children um, are capable of making these kinds of decisions on their own, give them the keys to your Ferrari. And say, hey, bye, Jane or Jimmy, whatever you think you are today. Go take the car out for a ride. Why don't you let your your little girl, your little boy, at the age of seven or eight, go join the military? Because, you know, that's going to be vastly safer than sending them to a doctor who's going to mutilate their body and their mind and their spirit. Who knows what this is going to do to them long term? The suicide rates for these folks are astronomical. So does the, do they really care about? No, they don't care about them. Satan didn't care. He's a murderer and a liar from the very beginning. Remember that. He wants to kill you. Murder you. He wants to take as many people to hell with him as he possibly can. And no, Satan is not the, quote, king of hell. He will be suffering in the lake of fire just like everybody else that's going to be thrown in there. So anyway, think about that. I have friends that think, oh, he's going to be. No. <laughs> no. Ah, read your Bible. Anyway. Back to the um to the uh, uh story here. So in Oklahoma, where a law has been passed in since 2022, athletes or their parents must file an annual affidavit acknowledging the biological sex of the student at birth. Unquote. Kansas and other states expect school officials to review a child's earliest birth certificate if questions arise about an athlete's eligibility. Bill Faflick, I just love these people's names. Bill Faflick. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, Executive Director of the Kansas State High School Activities Association said that uh, his state's law has been greeted by a matter-of-fact acceptance in rules, seminars for administrators and coaches. Quote, it's not been met with any resistance. It has not been met with any outpouring of support or opposition one way or another, uh, Flaflex said. So even before the laws uh, against transgender, against boys trying to be men on girls' teams passed, uh, some states largely blocked the practice by handling questions of concerns on a case-by-case level at the school or state athletic association level. Supporters of the restrictions argue that they're protecting fair competition and scholarship opportunities for young women that took decades to win. They say that well before puberty, boys have physical advantages over girls in speed, strength, and lung capacity. Quote, it's a puzzlement to me that more people aren't feeling sympathy for the girls whose sports careers are ruined, unquote, said Tom Horn, the elected Republican state school school superintendent in Arizona who is defending his day's law in federal court. Doctors, parents, and the alphabet rights advocates counter that boys' physical advantages come with a surge in testosterone during puberty, changes gender-affirming care, blocks. Do you hear that, folks? Blocks that. Critics also argue that transgender athletes are so few that schools and associated governing school sports can handle their individual cases without state law. For example, in Kansas, the State High School Activity Association recorded 11 transgender athletes during the 2022-23 school year, and three were trans girls. Before Florida's law took effect in 2021, its high school athletic association had cleared 13 transgender students to play in the previous eight years. Uh, Yeah, now, but look at it now, folks. It's completely different. Anyway, Becky Pepper Jackson appeared to be the only transgender girl seeking to play girls sports in West Virginia in 2021 when the then 11-year-old and her mother, Heather Jackson, sued the state over its law. Because of their lawsuit, the West Virginia law is on hold and Becky, now a 13-year-old entering 8th grade, threw the discus and the shot put in seven track track meets this spring. The state is trying to persuade a federal appeals court to let it enforce this law in a filing last month. It cited the longer distances Becky through this year as a reason the state said anytime another girl finished behind becky in in any or either event more than 180 times the other athlete had been unfairly displaced so jackson said the state knows her daughter only on paper and becky improved by training relentlessly at home with her own equipment blah 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 whatever whatever it's a bunch of crap anyway as a parent, all we want for our children is for them to be successful and happy, period, Jackson. Well, of course, don't you think these other women who have trained their entire lives want the same thing without having to compete against a guy? <laughs> anyway, she goes, that should be an opportunity for everybody every time, everywhere in this country will put your little boy into the boys' classes, and I bet he doesn't win first place. <laughs> I bet he's probably just mediocre. You know, like what's his name? That was the swimmer. Mm-hmm. We all heard that, Pac. Yeah, huh? Mm. We all heard about that. Mm-mm-mm. So, educators in the alphabet's right advocate argue that transgender kids aren't the only athletes likely to feel the effects of the law. Some worry that parents will challenge the right to play of cisgendered girls who are taller or more muscular than their peers, or just a whole lot better. <laughs> Naturally, they're a whole lot better. Not unnaturally. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was short and I still played basketball. I was like four foot eleven and I still played basketball. I played basketball I think I was four foot six. Hello. I mean, dude, I wasn't winning no high jump competitions, let me tell you. <laughs> or long distance. Oh, remember the long jump? Yeah, I wasn't winning that either. But I was pretty fast. I was fast as a track runner. I was fast for short. I tell you what. 
my little legs could move pretty dead burn fast. I tell you that. <laughs> but, I mean, you're tailored. Your body and your physique is tailored to what God has created you to be good at. And I definitely was not created to do the high jump or pole vaulting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, this, is, this is ludicrous, you guys. It is total ludicrous. But you can go and check out the MSN.com and check out the rest of that article, which is originally the Associated Press. And it was by John Hanna. Oh, my goodness. I never thought I'd be talking about this kind of stuff. I don't know about you guys, but I was like, this is just it just seems like it's like a um like a bad b-rated movie dream is what I, that's a c-rated movie anyway um but you know god is good and he's got a plan we got to remember that god is in total control total control he is sovereign nothing is catching him off guard if you're going through trials and tribulations today right now just know god knows about your trials and tribulations take that opportunity to, you know, whatever's going on, if you're in pain or whatever, just take that opportunity to turn it into a prayer. Turn it into a prayer. Because God wants us to pray to Him, to to have communion with Him, to have fellowship with Him. And so, um, I always, you know, want to tell people that if you're going through a trial or tribulation, so God knows. Remember Job? Remember Satan had to ask for permission. For permission. So if something has happened to you or, or you're going through, you know, things right now, you know what? Tell you what, God knows about it. And just say, you know, Lord, thank you. Uh, you know, I thank you for, you know, what I'm going through. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking that this will bring me closer into a closer relationship with you. You know, Lord, I ask that you would deliver me from this. But if not, that will be done, not mine. Give me the strength to get through this, you know, and uh, just always have praise and be thankful in all circumstances, the Apostle Paul says, where the trial and tribulation, just know we count it all joy, is what the Bible says. So let's count that as joy. And I'm not saying from a perspective that I've never got, like, you know, y'all have, you know, we all go through trials and tribulations that nobody really knows about. You know what I mean? We keep those things personal. We may tell our our prayer partners about like that, like, please pray for me. The book of James says you have the elders come and pray for you. Um, I went to the altar uh, this Sunday and I prayed. Um for some things that are going on. And uh, so I'm just, you know, I want to throw that out there to you guys. I, I'm not speaking from not telling you from a person that's never had any trials. I'm not going through anything. Everything's perfect in my life, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm telling you from a perspective that, hey, you know, I have my own trials, my own tribulations that I go through on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, and I don't want people to get down because it's so easy to let these things bring you down into a state of depression or to bring you down into where you know, there's no joy in your life. And I was talking to somebody this morning and uh, same thing in there. And so Satan and his demons are on alert. Trust me, they know they have but a short time. And you and I are Christians and we are fighting the good fight that God has given us to fight. We are fighting for uh, the gospel. We are telling people about the gospel. We are telling people about the good things about Jesus Christ. So we will be attacked. We're going to be attacked. If you don't want to, if, if, if you don't want to go through trials and tribulations, you want your life to be hunky dory, whatever. Well then don't open your Bible. Don't pray to God and don't for, Oh my gosh, don't do anything for the Lord. And for heaven's sake, don't tell anybody about Jesus, you know, and you just keep your little Christianity to yourself and your little house and you just do what you little do, right? No, then, you know, whatever. Well, you know, whatever, right? 
But if you're out there, you're praising God and you're open about your faith and you're telling people about Jesus Christ and you're writing books and blogs and you're doing whatever God has called you to do, whether that is pray for people, give money to the whatever, give your time, whatever that God has called you to do. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives us these gifts. It's not our gifts. It's not us. You know, it's from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is giving these gifts and we are to use those gifts to glorify God, not ourselves. So God has given, the Holy Spirit has given every single one of you and me as a Christian a gift, sometimes more than one gift. And we are to use that gift to glorify God. And so I'm not the, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not the, the smartest person. I, I'm not, you know, the most gifted person. But whatever God has called me to do, I try to do that to glorify him. Like I use this podcast, I hope to glorify God. Um, I write the books, you know, hopefully that that will glorify God and will bring people to the Lord. Um, you know, by no means am I, uh, you know, perfect. I'm so far from perfect and as we all are, we are all sinners saved by the grace of God. Does that mean once you're saved, you're never going to sin again? No, that's not what that means. We we live in a fallen world. Like the Apostle Paul says, why do I do what I don't want to do? And why can't I do what I want to do? You know, because we it's a war that we're constantly fighting. We're constantly fighting that war. Until the day Christ calls us home, we will fight that battle. It's going to be a battle. And um, the thing that I can tell people, and I have to tell myself that too, is our joy is not in the food that we eat, the, the pain-free lifestyle that we have. It's not in our health. It's not in what we live. It's not in our, in our circumstances. It is in Jesus Christ, and Christ alone is where our joy is. Happiness is a totally different thing. Our joy is in Christ my joy is in Jesus. My my hope is in his promises that he has given me, that he's going to come and he's going to take me home. He's going to take us all out of this wicked world, whether that be I get hit by a bus, <laughs> I get struck by lightning, I die of a heart, whatever. Or he calls me home in the rapture. Hey, I know that when I die, I will be with the Lord. And I tell you what, whatever we may go through right now, is nothing compared to what we will see when we get to heaven. And it will all be worth it. It will all be worth it. You know, God has not promised us a, a, a pain-free, um, you know, perfect, you know, health, wealth, and probably God just wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and you know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you're still in pain or you're still having whatever, it's because you just don't have enough faith. Those people are going to hell in a handbasket. Those people are wicked. They're preaching a different gospel. And what did Paul say? If they preach, they come to you preaching a different gospel, they are an anathema. An anathema. They are cursed. They are an anathema. Stay away from those people. And uh, I, I, I look on, like I'll go to, like right now, we'll just go to YouTube. I'm going to go to the YouTube here. And uh, you know your country when you call it the YouTube. We're going to go to the Walmart. <laughs> anyway. And I was going to top on here. Uh, what's his name? Kenneth Copeland. We're going to go to Kenneth Copeland, right? And I'm going to tell you. Now, check this out. He has 390,000 subscribers. This is old Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And so we're not going to subscribe there, but I'm going to click on here. And I'm going to show you guys. Yeah, we don't want to listen to him. He's a demonic. Ugh, I'm tell you what. So these videos, they have like thousands and 20,000s of views. And they have the Believer's Convention. And they have all of this stuff and thousands and thousands of views, right? 
And you wonder, how can people, how can people follow somebody who is outright demonic? You know how they follow people who are outright, you know how they follow a false Jesus? Do you know how this happens? Because they don't know their Bible. They don't read their Bible. If you do not read your Bible, you will be led astray. You will be led astray. We are supposed to study and to show ourselves approved is what Timothy said. I think it was Timothy. We're supposed to study and show ourselves approved, the Bible says. You cannot, you cannot not know the word of God. These people will come and tell and they make just a little bit of Christianese talk, a little bit of truth with a whole bunch of lie. And it just takes a little bit. It could be a whole lot of truth with a little bit of deception. And you're going to fall for it. And you'll be following the false Jesus. You will follow the false Christ. And when the Bible says, Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness. But Lord, Lord, with all these things in your name. Lord, Lord, we cast out demons in your name. And we did all these wonderful. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness, for I never knew you. I am telling you, there is a false Christ and you will think you are following Jesus Christ when in fact you are following a false Christ. For the Bible says they will enter into churches. They will come in in sheep's clothing. Oh, they're going to talk the Christianese talk and they're going to walk the Christianese quote walk. But inwardly, they're ravenous wolves. Be careful. If you are looking for something other than what is in the Bible and what the Bible has taught you, you are searching outside of God's parameter. And he says, be very, very careful because that is a sin. So if you're looking for the new age and you're looking, and you may not even know you are in the new age. You know, a lot of Christians don't like all these affirmations, folks, that is demonic. You don't speak affirmations. You don't decree. We don't declare. We don't do that as Christians. Only God decrees and declares. We don't do that. <laughs> no. And remember, you got to go back into the Bible. Remember where Michael, the archangel, was held up and these things happened. And what did he do to Satan? He didn't say, I rebuke you, Satan. He said, the Lord rebuke you. He even did not. He's an archangel. Satan is an archangel, okay? People are going to tell you that Satan is Jesus' brother. No, absolutely. That is heresy. That is blasphemous. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. There is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are all God. And we're not talking about oneness, you know, because you'll have the T.D. Jakes folks. They teach oneness. Folks, get out of that. If you're listening to these people like T.D. Jakes and, 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 and Joel Olstein and uh, what's her name? Um, she, had the, uh, uh, she had the battlefield with mine. Joyce Meyer. All the, Quit it. Quit it. Get out of that. That is extra biblical. Get out of that. Revelation tells you if anybody adds to this book, oh, man, that's bad. Get out. Get away from those people. Get away. Everybody's like, well, regular Christianity is just so boring. Really? <laughs> and you're not reading the Bible that I'm reading. You're not following the Jesus that I'm following. Because it isn't anything, anything but boring. <laughs> but if you look for extra biblical things, folks, you're going outside the Bible. And God has been very, very straightforward about that. That's demonic. You don't do that.
Folks, listen to me. Listen to the word of God. Listen to what Jesus is telling you. The Bible talks to you. You don't go and you don't read these Sarah Young, Jesus calling, that is demonic, automatic writing blasphemy. I picked that book up and I almost vomited, vomited when I read like one page. The same thing at the shack. I opened up the ladies Bible study group was doing this whole little the shack thing. Oh, this is why I'm so, I don't like a lot of women's Bible study because this is what they pull up. Garbage, garbage. Okay. And so I read and I could not, my brain hurt and I felt like I wanted to throw up. I couldn't, I could not read it. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Well, I knew it wasn't me. Gotta find out it was the book. The Holy Spirit will guide you and convict you. That's why when Jesus said, I go to the Father, but I send you the comforter who will lead you and guide you into all the ways of the truth. That is the Holy Spirit. If you're a born again believer in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. And so he will give you discernment. Folks, I, I, I can't stress it enough because we are in the end of the end days and you have got to, you've got to repent. If you have followed these people, Beth Moore, all this wicked, repent, repent right now. Repent that you have followed those people. Repent them like, Lord, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Forgive me. You know, forgive me. Restore that right fellowship with Christ. And if you're not saved or if you don't know that you're not saved, I'm telling you what, tell Christ, right? Cry out, ask him to truly save you today. Repent of being a sinner. Repent and truly ask Christ to save you today. If you don't know if you are saved, because some people are following a false cross and they think they're saved and they're not. They're not. John MacArthur, God's grace to you, gty.org, gty.org. And you can go there and you can top in um, like salvation. And he is going, uh, Charles, well, Charles Stanley is great too. Um, but John MacArthur has got to be, um, gosh, one of the best expositors of the Bible ever. I love him. Um, I love him. And you can go and like, I'm going to top in truly saved. Let's just see what he pulls up here. So, uh, once saved, always saved. He has an idea on that. And of course you're going to, um, want to read that or, you know, truly amazing grace saved by what? So lots of sermons on there saved to the saved without a doubt. And so I'm going to click on that. And, um, and I'm going to post this article. I'm going to give a link to this article, um, full assurance. And it's going to tell you, it's going to tell you everything. It's got the entire, uh, the entire book is like right here. It's a little, uh, pamphlet and it's several pages. Um, but anyway, it's called, uh, saved without a doubt. And it's a sample. It's not the entire book, but it's a sample. And, uh, I'll, I want to post that for you guys there in the link. If you want to, you can go buy the book, but then I'm going to post some other, uh, um, other links as well. And I, you know, I just want people to know that you, if you're, if you're not following the, 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 the true Christ, if you're following a false Christ, because many, many, even Jesus said men, even now, even many antichrists have gone out into the world. So antichrist doesn't always like people are always against God because in our English language, anti means against, but in the Greek language, it means instead in place of instead of so you know it's a a big difference there but um the seal of the holy spirit so there's a lot of good stuff in this excerpt here and i'm gonna i'll post that link there and i'll I'll also go and i will find some other stuff from john MacArthur, and i will put that in there as well so that you guys are gonna have 
um, you know, some information to go to um, and to check out and to know if you're following the true Christ or the false Christ. And I just want everybody, I want everybody to know, you know, to have that assurance because people fall on the say the false cross, they have a false assurance that they're saved. And I just don't want anybody that listens to this podcast to be caught up into that. You know what I mean? I want every single one of y'all to know Jesus Christ, the true Jesus Christ. So anyway, I know I ramble on a lot about stuff like that, but it's very important I mean, right now. I mean, this is way more important than any headline I can possibly give you. You know what I mean? Okay, guys, so I actually uh, linked a couple articles. So um, one is, What Must I Do to Be Saved? And this is John MacArthur, and it's a topical series, and I'm going to put that link there. And the other one is from um, Charles Stanley, and it's a two-minute and 30-second devotional. It's a daily devotional, How how to Know You're Saved, and uh, We Don't Have to Worry About Our Salvation. Christ Assures Us of It. I'm going to link both of those in the description here, guys, so that you can go and check those out. Okay, very important. Um, so moving right along, I do want to jump into the faith healer. <laughs> so this is a WND.com, and it is um, uh, faith, testing the faith. Faith healer profiled by Oprah CNN gets 99 years for raping women and children. Surprise, surprise, not surprise. I was going to read a little uh, excerpt from this. So this is from Valiant News. A Brazilian faith healer once celebrated by Oprah Winfrey, Anderson Cooper, and Sanjay Gupta has been sentenced to another 99 years behind bars for sex crimes he committed against women and girls, some as young as 14. And I uh, cannot pronounce his name, Joao uh, Texaria Derferia, known to English-speaking audience as John of God, received another 99 years in prison for his sex crimes. It is and is now sentenced to more than 300 years in total. Brazilian news outlet Globo reported that Feria's latest crimes involved acts committed between 2010 and 2018 against eight victims. The faith healer was also ordered to pay $100,000 uh, to his uh, victims. It's unclear just how many victims there are. However, as since 12 women initially put forward accusations in 2018, more than 200 complaints have rapid or were rapidly received across Brazil and two were received from foreign countries. Yes, folks. Ah, oh, yes. If you follow Oprah, um, mm, you want to get out of that. Get away. Get away. You won't be saved, and you won't be saved, and you won't be saved. Yeah, get out of there. Just kidding. I'm not saying you're not going to be saved. <laughs> you aren't saved, and you aren't saved. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, get out of there. Get away uh, from Oprah. Man, and you know, she has no excuse. She was raised as a Baptist. So, I mean, she knows the gospel. I mean, I'm sure she knows the gospel. You go to a Baptist church, you're going to know the gospel. Let me tell you something. You're going to know it. Oh. Mm. That's what things the Baptists get right, uh, the gospel. So we're going to jump in right over here to, to the truth of the Bible on trial in Finland. Could a conviction hold grave ramifications for European Christians? Uh, yeah, this is by David Freer. Also, you can find it at GarbagersDaily.com. Garbagers Daily posted today, the 14th of August. Um, so sharing the wrong Bible verse could get you two years jail time in Finland. I'm going to increase this font. You know, y'all know me. Anyway. Uh, she was accused of a hate crime for posting a scripture along with her views on marriage and sexuality. After a three-year battle, a court in Finland upheld the right to free speech in March and dropped all charges. But now, uh, Paevi Rasanen, former minister of the interior, is on trial again. 
The reason she spoke up in the first place uh, might surprise you. Her own church jumped on the pride bandwagon at the time, and she was concerned because they were going against the Bible they professed to believe in. This has also uh, this has also a problem in too many uh, American churches. He says, conforming to the world comes to mind. Yes, folks, is what the Bible said. Uh, he says, uh, in Finland, however, it's a real possibility a person could go to jail for a perceived insult of offense. According to uh, the criminal code there, if a person is found to have expressed an opinion or other message deemed to have threatened, defamed, or insulted someone, the alleged offender could face imprisonment for up to two years. A Finnish court concluded in a unanimous ruling earlier this year that, quote, it is not for the district court to interpret biblical concepts, unquote. But due to the prosecutor's appeal in the case, Dr. Pavi Rasanan, a member of Finland's parliament, will return to court August the 31st. It has been a four-year battle for her. This is what uh, this is what the God-hating left does here in the U.S. as well. They drag you into court and try wearing you down. The word bullying comes to mind. She believes they are trying to make an example out of her, but said she's prepared to defend herself in any necessary courts of law. Uh, Rasanen, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing her name, but it's R-A-S-A-N-E-N. Uh, anyway, said she has been encouraged by the international support she's received, but is concerned that any ruling against her would reverberate through the first or through the rest of Europe. And she adds, "Quote: If I would be convicted, it would have consequences around uh, to Europe because the LGBT advocates they are so active and aggressive." She said, "And they have very strong networks, so it would have effects to other European countries." End quote. She says, and. Um, Sorry, my little dog, my cat's back there. You know, Murphy, she's got to get into everything. She just waits until the perfect time when I jump on and then boom, here we go. We are, uh, she's still playing in some boxes that I have not yet unpacked. Let me see. She is, oh, she's in a bag right now. So she's crawling into a bag. Anyway, so uh, David Friazzo continues and he says, I also agree with her point that should she be found guilty, it would result in the open legal persecution of Christians. He says, here we go again. The truth of the Bible is literally on trial. There's more to the story, however. In 2019, she simply posted on social media about a pride event at that time in the Evangelical Lutheran Church's decision to support it. Describing her concerns, Rossanen said, quote, and it was a shock to and it was a shock to me. And as a member of that church, I asked the leadership of my church, how is it possible that you are supporting something as a matter of pride, what the Bible calls shame and a sin? Unquote. This has also happened here in America where people have been arrested for sharing certain Bible verses. In this case, she posted for the Book of Romans, and after a citizen made a criminal complaint against her, uh, past statements she made also came under scrutiny. After another complaint was filed against her regarding views on same-sex relationships, she has expressed on a radio program charges were filed. Rasanan uh, was then interrogated by police for 13 hours altogether, accused of inciting against sexual minorities, which could carry two years in jail or a fine. Listen to this. She's a part of the Parliament of Ministry. They interrogated her for 13 hours. 13 hours. Folks, this is ridiculous. Can you imagine? We need to be praying for her. Uh, she found herself uh, sitting at a table in 2019 being questioned about her biblical views and the meaning of the book of Romans, simply tweeting Romans 1, 24 to 27, which condemns homosexuality as sinful. She was charged with hate speed, violating the dignity and equality of the alphabet population. You might be wondering if there are any protections for free speech and religion in Finland's constitution. Yes. 
which is why she won the first court battle. But Rasanan, I'm sorry her name, I'm sorry, I'm trying, I'm sorry, but Rasanan uh, admitted that the whole process has been like a punishment and could have a chilling effect for Bible-believing Christians. She thinks her case is warning to others to not speak about their faith, which is why this is so dangerous. And she quotes, it says, um, now it is time to use these rights to speak and to express your belief. She said, warning of what could befall traditional Christians who hold to biblical doctrine. What I have spoken or what I have written, it has been about similar things that Christians have spoken and have been teaching for decades. She says, for 2,000 years. Yes, folks. Mm. Mm. Remember her dilemma was due to the fact that or due to the fact she was praying about how to respond to her own church supporting a Pride Month event. She said, what she said was, quote, quite shocking to me. Many of her friends left the church, but she decided to speak up. I think this may be the greater point here that some of her, some of our church leaders in America must be confronted on compromise or on trying to go with the world and uh, please people rather than uh, stay true to the word of God. Uh she said uh, she had also written a pamphlet back in 2004, which was attacked, called Male and Female. He created them. Homosexual relationships challenged the Christian concept of humanity. Villain's office of the prosecutor general declared her views were likely to spark hatred and intolerance. Again, in the current case, she faces fines at up to two years in prison if convicted. But her case could impact the biblical writing statements and sermons of countless others, folks. It should be inspiring to us whenever a brother or sister in Christ takes a bold stand on the solid foundation of God's word rather than man's word. Uh, Rassanen is an example of a keeping the faith and having joy even in distressing circumstances. He says, I admire her courage, and of course I do too. Uh, she said, this whole process is in God's hands, and this has been a privilege, and this has been my calling to fight now for these biblical issues. Amen. He says, may we all have the same faith and perspective, especially in the West. Freedom is one thing we can no longer take for granted. We must fight for truth, for religious freedom, and free speech, or the gospel will be censored and suppressed even more than in recent years. And how true is that um you guys we have got to stand for god's word no matter what they do to us say to us threaten us bully us whatever uh today is a day we have got to stand for jesus christ for the word of god we cannot be bullied we cannot be pushed back we cannot be whatever whatever may come against us we have got to pray through it and continue proclaiming christ until he comes we got to do it guys run your race that god has given you finish the race folks i'm telling you the day is dark and it's only going to get darker um but uh, we just know uh we know that christ is coming soon and all of these signs no matter how evil and disturbing and you know uh, disparaging they be to us should give us hope and uh fill us with hope because we know that it disappoints us that the tribulation is nearer than it's ever been before and if the tribulation coming from god's wrath is nearer than it's ever been before how much nearer is the rapture of the church folks they can say what oh, the rapture that's a new doctrine but no it's not the apostle paul the apostle paul taught about the rapture first corinthians 15 51 to 53 um uh folks read it first second thessalonians read first and take some time today and read first and second thessalonians you will be amazed amazed uh of what the bible has to say just in those two short books about the rapture of the church 
and the coming lawless one and the Antichrist. Read read all of John. Read the book of John and then read first, second, third John. Hey, read Jude. Get get into your word of God because all of this has been prophesied and they were all and God told us about all these things, told us what was going to happen. Our God <laughs> is the only true God. He is the only one that can tell you the end from the beginning. He knows. He already knows. It's already happened with him. It's already been done. It's like the Bible said we just read earlier in Ephesians. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places right now. Right now we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Isn't that amazing? Folks, it's amazing. Get into the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I pray that this podcast uh, was an encouragement to you. I pray that it glorified God. And I pray that it gave you a hunger for God's word to get into the word, to learn, to, to let the Holy Spirit speak to you. I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Spirit speaking to you, speaking to you through God's word. There are no extra biblical whatever. No, the Bible says God's word. He Have you ever read a verse in the Bible like 50,000 times? And every time you get like a different like meaning from it, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit works. Woo! Sharper than any two-edged sword. Living and active, folks. Living and active. Uh, but with that, really, I'm going to get off here. So get into the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. May God bless each and every one of you as we await <laughs> the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Keep looking for Jesus. Keep looking for Jesus. Anyway, with that, guys, uh, thank, you, thank you all so much for listening and praying for me. And I'm praying for y'all. We need to continue to pray. Uh, we are family. You know, we are family. We may not know each other. I may not be able to see you. I may email with you guys and talk with you guys on the phone and text and all this wonderful, great stuff. But one day, one day, we will all be uh, in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll be like, hey, I know you. <laughs> Somebody asked me, well, we know each other in heaven. Of course we will. Of course we will. Jesus came back and they said we will be like him. When he comes and changes us, right? When we are changed to be like him, we go to, you know, we're going to have on, we'll have his, resur- we'll have, not his, right? But we'll have a resurrected body like his. And so he ate with the disciples. He cooked fish. He, uh, he said, here, touch and feel me, you know, doubting Thomas here. Hey, look, feel right here. My hands feel this in my side. So we will have, we will have resurrected bodies and we're going to know each other. Um, you know, somebody said, well, I'm not going to be married to my husband. Well, no, because we, we won't, we won't. Uh, procreate and he says the bible says we will be like the angels you know you're not going to procreate so you're not going to have to be married and so it's going to be a wonderful time folks charles stanley has a wonderful book on heaven and so does um randy alcorn so guys you can go check out some of those books too and um anyway folks telling you i'm telling you no matter what happens in this world trust me i'm frustrated i have things going on that you know tend to frustrate me too and i have to take a step back and i have to remember that god is sovereign and all these things coming against me i cannot you know let these things cause me to be angry or cause me uh to lose fellowship with the lord you know because um we always have to uh we always have to focus on God and whatever comes against us. I'll think about it this way. Just think it's like Satan or his little, you know, minions or whatever trying to poke at you, you know, trying to get you angry, you know, trying to get you to sin. That's what I got to remind myself because that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And uh, we as Christians, as children of God, you know, we know that it, it, um, uh, like the Holy Spirit, like he can be, you know, we, we can um, grieve the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, and we don't want to do that. And I, and I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit with my sin, you know, and, um, but we're all going to sin. I'm not saying, 
you know, whatever, because we we do live in this body that we're like a constant fight with the flesh, you know, so it's, like, ugh. so it's a spiritual battle, you know, but intentionally, if at all possible, you know, repent immediately, like y'all got angry, like, oh, Jesus, forgive me, like as soon as it happens, repent of it, repent, um, you know, and don't let it fester, you know, it's another thing, and Satan will make you feel like, oh, well, he doesn't want you, because look what you did, look what you did, over and over, you just keep doing that same thing, don't, don't let that happen. Just um, repent immediately. Know that Christ will forgive you whatever sin you've committed. He will forgive you and restore that right relationship with you. Will you lose your salvation? No. No, I'm not saying that if you're saved, if you sin, you're going to lose your... No, I'm not saying that at all. I am saying um, that, uh, you know, um, you, there's a fellowship. You know, you have that communion with the Lord, that sweet fellowship. You know, you have that joy. You've got that peace, you know. But say you go out and you commit... Uh, a sin like you know oh but you know you've knowingly sinned you know that you sinned and you refuse to repent of it then that right there has broken your fellowship with the lord repent of that sin so that you can restore that fellowship with the lord so anyway that's 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 my episode for today guys and uh, i really do hope it was a blessing to you and i just love the scripture um, you know, tomorrow or the, hopefully it'll be tomorrow. The next podcast that I will be doing is going to be Christ, our peace. You know what? Let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's end. Let's end it with this. This is Ephesians chapter two, verse 14. We're going to go ahead and read the whole chapter. Okay. This is chapter two. We've already read the first half. Now let's read the second. It's going to be, uh, verses 14 through 22. So for he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two thus making peace and that he which is christ might reconcile them both to god in one body through the cross thereby putting to death the enmity and he, Christ, came and preached peace to you who were far off and to those who were near. For through him, which is Christ, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Right there through Jesus, we, we, little O you and me, have access to God the Father. Christ, our cornerstone, chapter 19, or I'm sorry, verse 19. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Wow. Folks, focus on the word of God. Get in the word. And the next one, we're going to be talking about the mystery revealed. It'll be Ephesians chapter 3, if you want to read ahead. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm really going to get off of here. All right, I love each and every one of you, and I'm asking God to bless each one of you, to give you, you and I both boldness to go out and preach his word, to teach his word, to tell people all around the world the good news of Jesus Christ, that he and he alone can take away your sin and get you to heaven and save you from hell. So anyway, with that, guys, get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. <laughs>